1: Friday's on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Venandal Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Here's the schedule. Coming up tomorrow will be Cat Williams inside Venandal Arena. Great comedy. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. March 24th through the 26th, the Monster Jam at Venandal Arena in downtown GR. March 28th, the Price is Right live inside DeVos Performance Hall. Those tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. April 8th, the Soul to Soul tour at Van Arena in Grand Rapids. Tickets also on sale at Ticketmaster.com. April 15th, Jim Gaffigan is one of the funniest guys on the planet. His tour will be inside Van Arena. Those tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. April 11th through the 16th, Broadway Grand Rapids presents My Fair Lady at DeVos Performance Hall in downtown Grand Rapids. And April 23rd, Bethel Music at DeVos Performance Hall. All those tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. And here's what's happening at DeVos Place in downtown GR. The Women's Expo is this weekend through Sunday. And the Cottage and Lakefront Living Show is March 24th through the 26th at DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids. Fridays on the Hume Show across Michigan are presented by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. What's up, Michigan? It's hour number three on the only show willing to tell like it is. We're all about huge opinions. Big name guest, Superfly Hayes, is our executive producer. Busy afternoon for the NCAA tournament. Not a lot of excitement. Yesterday was just out of this world. So I'll do a scoreboard update in a moment. Michigan State did win 72-62 over USC earlier today. They'll play Marquette, who hammered Vermont as a two-seed. That will be on Sunday. In Columbus, Ohio. Some possible upsets in the making right now in just beginning or will begin in the second halves. Creighton, a 6 seed, leading NC State 28 26 at halftime. Iowa State is down seven to pit. They're just beginning the second half there. That's a 6 11, so you have a potential two 11 seeds to get W's. Uh, Kennesaw State of Georgia looked like they were going to win earlier today against Xavier. Xavier came back and won 72-67 in a 3-14 matchup. Baylor 74, Cal Santa Barbara 56. Uh, That also was a final from uh, this afternoon along with Michigan State 72-62 over USC so you got Baylor will play the winner of Creighton and NC State. Iowa State is down five, and I have them in my Final Four. I already lost one Final Four team when Arizona got beat by Princeton last night, and Texas A and I had winning a couple of games. They get hammered by Penn State out of the Big Ten. I think the Big Tens look pretty good, to be honest. Iona, here's another potential upset or upset. upset you it be an upset? What do you think? Upset, Iona 13 seed, leading UConn 18-17. About eight minutes into that game, the winner will get St. Mary's of California, who won against VCU a 5-12 matchup, 63-51. tell you, this bracket board is looking interesting, man. It always is, March Madness. Every time we think we can predict everything. Yesterday was just crazy. It really was. On that note, let's go to Dan Dockich, former college basketball coach, Hoops Insider. Also, don't tweet at me on OutKick uh, weekday mornings, 9 until 11. He's standing by here on the Huge Show across Michigan. And, Dan, every year I say, you know, some tournament's going to be normal, the favorites are going to win, and look at yesterday. That was nuts. Yeah, you know, Chalk
2: usually does win, uh, ultimately, but the first day, right, I mean – you know, Virginia, now everybody's writing that Tony Bennett's bad coach. I mean, I've read some Sports Illustrated piece. uh Pat Forty did or something. You know, just stop. I mean, guy made a mistake. The other guy capitalized on it. Uh Fun stuff, man. I think it's going to keep being fun. I think tonight's going to be fun, at least in our little neck of the woods. Hey, Huge, by the way, last time I was on, you know, you and I, we – uh we took the state by storm.
1: Articles about my comments on Juan Howard. I mean let's break some news. Let's get something going here. What do you got for me? You know what, man? We got I gotta jump you gotta put me on your don't tweet at me, man. I've done national shows okay. and stuff. You gotta throw me on sometime. I'll say something done. stupid that will get headlines.
2: Yeah, I went after Bob Huggins for cheating. They're all on my ass
1: right now. Oh, come on. Know. No, if you look at the cheating, you 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 look at morals looking the other way. Like, I had to pick Alabama to win it, and it felt dirty yeah. to me. <laughs>
2: yeah, you feel like uh, they are the best team. They are the best team, but I'm with you. It felt like, man, I got to go take a shower. You know, I got to, all right, I picked <laughs> them, but now I got to go clean up. Uh, the best team though. Congrats to Izzo. Izzo got it done. You know, I mean, they, they, you know what I loved about what they did? They got the lead and they Jim Bayheim them. They started hanging on to the ball and they didn't mess around and they didn't make mistakes and they made the other team make mistakes. And coach Knight always had this. He had a, he had a really good saying that in the tournament always comes true. It's, it's stupid loses more than smart wins and I got to tell you, Izzo's team was brilliant. They just they hung on. Izzo found a couple shots for Hauser in the corner. Uh, the rotations were just god-awful and ridiculous by USC. Izzo knew it and exploited it. It was pretty good. It was really good.
1: Right, now you get the short turnaround where Izzo has been magical in March during his tenure as a head coach at Michigan State. Marquette comes in as one of the most athletic teams this side of Alabama. Uh, in the field, but the short turnaround, Columbus, you'll have a ton of Michigan State fans making that trip. It'll be interesting with this matchup. What's your early vibe on it?
2: Well, I'll tell you this. If Marquette gives up the same looks from three that they gave Vermont, uh, they're going to lose, and Izzo's going to win. Marquette got, or excuse me, Vermont got really good looks, and they couldn't make them. But then the game got away from them. But when when the game was still you know, sniffing around a little bit, you know, like, you know, 6, 8, 10, that kind of thing. Uh, they had some great, great, great looks. Uh, if you do that against Tom's team, you know, I think last time we were on, uh, they got beat in the Big Ten tournament because they couldn't make a shot. And you and I were talking about that they are a pretty good shooting team, really good shooting team. So that's the thing. Swing the ball is those teams. They do the same thing. doesn't matter if it's the first day of practice or on a one day. They're going to run after transit. The one uh, the one guy one guy is going to take the ball, the point guard, down the floor as fast as he can. Wing's going to run right. Wing's going to run left. Post first, post down is going to post. Trailer's coming. They're going to play out of it. It don't matter if it's one day prep. That's why they're so good. But I'm telling you, Marquette's really good. But if they give up those kind of shots, I can, I can see Michigan State knocking in 10 to 15 threes and winning that ball game.
1: Dan Dockett from Don't Tweet at me on OutKick, weekday mornings 9 until 11 a.m. Joining us here on the HUGE show across Michigan. Coaching matters. The one thing you see in March Madness, whether it's preparation on the short week after Selection Sunday, the one-day turnaround, uh, getting your staff together, uh, you look at Princeton, no way. You line up Arizona's athletes, Princeton's athletes, that's a game that... Uh, 99 out of 100 times, Arizona's going to win, but coaching came into play. Uh, we talked about Furman, we talked about uh, the Virginia game, but what about Princeton and what they did to Arizona? Crazy.
2: Well, I thought I thought with five minutes to go, you know, I used to call this, don't go backwards. Don't don't look, like, and I thought Arizona was going backwards. I thought their body language was terrible, uh, to the point where I actually live bet uh, Princeton because I just felt like Princeton had it going forward, and you know what, Um, if you watch that game, this is going back to when I played in the 80s where you'd play off guys. You know, you'd pack it in, play inside uh, the key, and that's what they did late. Princeton just packed it in. It was unbelievable to me. I'm sitting there. I don't know Arizona's team that well. You know, I I just don't, Bill, but I do know this. Modern college basketball, if you're a good basketball team, you got to be able to knock in jump shots, and by the end of the game, Princeton said, here you go, boys. And none of them wanted to shoot it. None of them wanted to take the shot. And it was fascinating to me because on the other side, Princeton was running their stuff. Mitch Henderson had them cooking, man. He, he had them turn it, Boom, boom, boom. And then when you do that, what happens is you start making tough shots. Like they made a tough layup down three to cut it to one right side made it over a bigger kid. But when you go, the ball, I swear to God, the ball is a living, breathing being. It knows who in the hell is playing hard, and it rewards you. I'm telling you, it's the craziest thing. Uh, Coaching mattered. Not that Tommy Lloyd coached a bad game, but his team just, his team got smacked a little bit and did not bounce back, and Princeton just kept smacking.
1: Dan Dockich from Don't Tweet at Me on OutKick, weekday mornings, 9 a.m. until 11 a.m., Joining us here on the Huled Shell across Michigan Talk at NCAA Tournament. I want to go back to one of your opening comments about Huggins and cheating in college basketball. And you look at Bruce Pearl, what he went through. I know they beat Iowa, but you look at Hugh Freeze going to Auburn. You look at Beard with that police report, uh, you know, with Old Miss looking at him. You got the Wade situation. I mean, I, I'm... You know, Alabama uh, with Nate Oates. Yeah, I'm not going to indict any of the players, but man, uh, they didn't handle it well. And I think the further they go in this tournament, the more it's going to get amplified, that case, and what really happened. But what about the lack of morality? You know, the NCAA will hold coaches and players accountable or Harbaugh for buying a cheeseburger for recruits. But when it comes to coaching... And there are the good guys like Izzo, okay. But I look at some of the dirt balls who get recycled and then are treated like heroes again.
2: The coach that coached me at Indiana, he was Indiana State coach. His name was Royce Swalum, he said it perfectly. We get fired for anything, and I mean anything, in college basketball, except for cheat, or excuse me, except for losing, and you'll find another job damn near immediately. And you know, you saw it. How about Will Wade now? All right, Will Wade, what does he got to do? Well, he gets a job, and then he gets fired. Then he gets suspended Mm. immediately. How ridiculous is that? I talked to a couple coaches in there. Here's the deal, and I've said this, and I've been talking about this on Twitter relative to Huggins. It's not a victimless crime. You know, if I did not stand up to Huggins when he was doing some stuff uh, with a kid that was Mr. Basketball in Ohio named Keith McLeod, if I didn't stand up to him and a guy named Brett Barup, I would have lost Keith to him. And I may not have gotten a second contract. And I had coaches that were in their early 30s, late 20s with young families. We would have been out on the street. Now we get the kid because we tell Huggins, go blank yourself. We're going to turn you in for what you're doing. And we get the kid, which means we get a MAC championship. Uh, Can't quite get to the tournament, but we get to the championship game. and we all are pretty secure. It's not a victimless crime. You know, it is just not. And so, so to see these guys going to Hall of Fames or to see these guys playing in the NCAA tournament, you know, it just hit me the other day. It just really did. It, it, it's like, man, how many guys, it's like steroids, Bill. How many guys, you know, double A decided, okay, I'm going to do steroids. And another guy said, I'm not going to do steroids. The guy not doing roids, he ends up back selling insurance. The guy doing roids is in the bigs making millions. You know, it's just not right. You know, it's it's just not the way athletics should be. Unfortunately, it is, but it stinks. Uh, when and I'm going to speak out on it. Uh, and I'm going to speak out on it. I know. And, you know, I got people, I got people saying, well, you know, guys are going to sue you. Could Sue me. I could care less.
1: Well, you think about it, Dan, when you look at the billions, and I, I say that in a plural way, with the NCAA tournament, the college football playoff, uh, the morality is right out the window. It, it, what Alabama did, what Nadose as a program, the school did, is that they put basketball first before a murder investigation. That's what they did, plain oh. and simple.
2: Well, here's here's my deal, and people have you know ripped me for saying this, but uh, if I were the administrator, I got to fire Oats immediately for this reason. Number one, well, this reason and this reason alone, you had three guys, not one, not two, but three. And now they're saying a fourth, who knows, but, uh, they had three guys involved in the capital murder. There's only 13 guys on a basketball team on scholarship and you got three of them. That means you cannot evaluate character. I don't want, uh, you running a team that represents my university. Now people tell me, wow, you're crazy. You know, that's stupid. Okay, fine. It's stupid to you, but I have a lot of respect for college athletics, I have a lot of respect for my school or, or for the school of Michigan that my son went to and for Ohio State. I got a lot of respect for those institutions, uh, much more so than one coach that can't figure out how to not have three guys involved in one way or the other with a capital murder. And I think I would have fired him immediately, uh, and I would have been wrong. You know, truthfully, I'd have been wrong, I'm sure, but I don't care. That's what I'd have done.
1: Dan Dockett's checking in, talking about the NCAA tournament, the state of Alabama basketball, and, yeah, you look at Beard and the police report, and, you know, you're innocent well, until proven a second guilty. Well, for a second. well, one thing, I'll just That's say this, and I'll let you jump in, Dan, is that I get everybody's innocent until proven guilty, and what people really ride uh, this line when it comes to college sports is that, well, they weren't charged, and then, and then they just, we're going to keep moving, they weren't charged, we can't do anything.
2: Well, my sister's a 25-year domestic violence prosecutor in uh, Bloomington, Indiana. 25 years. This is all the crap she handled. She handled all this stuff. So I called her. I said, hey, read the police report and read the, uh, I forget what she called the other thing. She, I go, what do you think? She goes, well, she goes, he did it. Period. He, he did it. I mean, he, you know, it's too detailed. And, and this sounds bad, and, but she said, look, rich people don't call the police because they have too much to lose. She goes, that's just the way it is. Bloomington, Indiana has very rich people, very poor people. She's, and then they have students, obviously. So she's dealt with this uh, for 25 years. And she's like, look, wealthy people don't call the police on these things unless they're, they are terrified for their safety. I like Chris Beard. I've said, but she said he absolutely did it. Now, the reason you don't prosecute is, number one, the victim did not want. And that's her decision, you know, how she wants to live. But you can still prosecute it if you want. But the other thing is, you know, this guy lost his job. He lost millions. Um, what more are you going to really do to him? And there is, there is a little bit of a personal thing there. So uh, that's it. I mean, <laughs> there's no doubt. And this is from a, not me, so don't get mad at me, people. This is from a 25-year domestic violence prosecutor on a college campus in a town just like Austin, Texas, Saying she read it, she read it again, she she then started digging through stuff. And it's like, oh hell. You know, it's too detailed, absolutely too detailed. Uh, rich people know they got a lot to lose. She said she didn't feel safe and reading this report. There's no question that she didn't feel safe based on the the uh the in-depth, the the details that she went into. So, you know, anybody with any kind of a uh I don't know. Uh, moral Compass would say maybe we shouldn't have this guy coach just yet. But hey, as you said, it is what it is. College athletics and morality don't
1: go together. Yeah, man. It's money. It's getting a team to the tournament. It's a schools cashing in. It's or you know, conference <laughs> It just TV means networks. more, Bill. <laughs> it just means more. Isn't that their slogan? It's I know. Hey, just, man. It just means more. Hey, Dan, okay. I, I could talk all day with you, buddy. Appreciate your time here on the huge Show across Michigan. Enjoy the tournament, okay? You are definitely coming on the show. Oh, get let, let me, get me know this next week. Yeah, well, I will, Bill. I, I'm serious, man. And I'll, I'll I know I am too. I'll play the audio right. statewide. Next thing you know, Outkick will say, "How are we not giving this guy a show? How come him and Dockage aren't just tearing sports down across America?" I share the sugar, baby. I'm good with that too. Amen. Uh, absolutely. I love, love you, brother. Danny. Thanks. Yeah, we'll see you, man. See you, baby. Dan, yeah, Dan oh, Dockage. It's good to see him with Outkick and how comfortable he is. Right. And he's a tell like it is guy. Yeah, Ballas wrote a story with the Wolverine.com that kind of went national about what Doc had said in regards to Juan Howard and Jed Howard and coaching your kids. He just tells the truth. That's it. Scoreboard update on day two of the NCAA tournament coming up. Also, Mike O'Hara, his insight on Lions Free Agency in this upcoming season. It is a Friday broadcast produced by Superfly Hayes. Make sure you get in On the drawing, if you're 21 and up, if you want to win the home and away opener prize package, airfare for two, tickets for two, hotel to Tampa for the opener, then the home opener in Detroit for the Red Sox. All this courtesy of the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant and the Michigan Sports Network. Easy way to enter, I have the PIM post at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook.
0: From Petoskey to Detroit, this show is huge.
1: It's time to go on the court with Johnny Kane.
3: NBA fans, you can bring the hoop section right into the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, any new customer can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets. All you have to do is download the DraftKings app, and then when you sign up, use the promo code HUGE. Then, bet $5 on the NBA and instantly get $200 in bonus bets. That's DraftKings Sportsbook. Final score last night, perhaps not indicative of the quality of game between the And Nuggets. Tied after three, Pistons went on a five and a half minute scoring drought in the fourth quarter as Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets went on a 16 0 run. MVP front runner finished an assist shy of a triple double. Ronnie McGruder led the Pistons with 20 points, including six made threes. Rookie J. Nivey had 14 points, six assists in his first game back after missing three games due to COVID. Jalen Duren had a double double, 15 and 13. A 119 100, the final.
1: Pistons next host, the Heat, on Sunday. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. This
0: is Monster Jam!
1: See the legendary Gravedigger and more tear up the dirt with massive stunts, all-out racing, and crazy skills. It's adrenaline charge fun for the whole family. Let's
3: hear it! Make some
1: noise. Monster Jam! as big as it gets. Coming to Van Andel Arena March 24th through 26th. Brought to you by BKD Tires. You have to see it live. So lock in your seats today at monsterjam.com.
4: Life as a grown-up, not what you thought it would be, right? The meetings, the stress, the boredom, and that one big question, does any of this matter? Then you became a cop, not what you thought it would be, right? The pride, the honor, the love for the brothers and sisters who served with you, the family who reminds you how much you matter. Being a cop, not what you thought, right? Just what you needed, I guess. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org.
0: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer in a moment, Mike O'Hara. Five-time winner of the O'Hara Institute's Top Online Writer of the Year. From DetroitLions.com will join us. Busy free agent period. It's not over yet. Need that backup quarterback. You got Mariota moving to, to the Eagles. You have Minshew moving to the Colts, reportedly. No more Sudfeld Blau Boyle. This team is built to win. This team on paper right now, when you look at all the changes, and I'm just saying NFC, I'm not comparing to the powerhouse AFC. Lions are a top three, top four, minimum. Top five franchise on paper right now with how they finished, what they did at the end, eight and two, the way golf played last year. They just need that veteran backup QB. Unless it's happened in the last few minutes. I mean that's what they they do. I think Michael Harry is standing by. Superfly Hayes tells me that he is ready to join us, talk about the Lions free Agency. How you doing, Michael? Hello? Hello, you're on the air everywhere.
5: Yeah. Yeah, huge. I was standing, but I was standing for so long I finally hit a sound.
1: Okay. Well, I gave you a good lead in. I talked about the O'Hara Institute's five-year-in-a-row writer of the year. What is that? The O'Hara Institute of Toxicology? Uh, whatever. <laughs> it, it, it's no? called a drink tank instead of a think tank.
5: Uh, I used to be in that one. That's that uh, brings back memories, especially on St. Patrick's Day.
1: All right. So I want to uh, go back to memories of the last time. You looked at the Lions organization in the decades you followed the team in Detroit. When ownership, the front office, the coaching, the talent level, uh, the combination of all four has been this good. I I go back to the Barry era, but even then we wondered, did Wayne underachieve with the team? You had the front office, the ownership issues. I mean, outside of that backup QB, which I've talked about since the season ended, uh, there's not one negative I have about the Lions right now.
5: No, I I would agree with that. There are always things, you know, when you've got what, twenty two starters on offense and defense and special teams and all that. There are always things that can be better. There really are. But it's it's minimizing those and maximizing what you have that's gonna help you win games. And you know, I think I think this and I talked to a couple of players about this, asked them the question, how different how different is it now starting this off season? As it was a year ago. In fact, I think it was Alex Anzalone, if I'm not mistaken, asked him that. And it's, it's a completely different feel and a completely different vibe. You know, huge. I think after the first year of Dan Campbell, even though they went 3-13 and 1, this per 17 game schedule, they had a good feeling coming out of that season. You know, they really did about it. just, just the way things are being put together. But still, it's 3-13. You know, when you're looking for good things, and, and and but this year, coming out of last year, entering this year, they didn't have to look for good things; they they were there. Uh, now, just keep in mind, they were nine eight nine and eight. They didn't you know knock the world off on a, on a one loss record, total one loss record. But what they did the last ten games, and really the way they played in the first first seven, even though they didn't win a lot, of only won one game, you could really see that this was a team that was developing, that it had talent, that it had players, that it had a system, that it had a coaching staff. And I think, you know, Sheila Hamp, the primary owner of the Detroit Lions, was really, made, her imprint, I think, is now on that franchise in a way that maybe it wasn't before under other members of the same Ford family. Not to criticize them, but it's, it's things just happen to have clicked with her. All
1: right, so uh, since that Sunday night win uh, over Green Bay and they kept Rodgers from the playoffs and what looks like his final game in a Packers uniform before they get that deal done, with the Jets, Uh, this team has been moving forward. They're breaking down uh, potential draft free agent picks, who they're going to re-sign, and now we're getting that action uh, this week. Uh, What do you really like? What surprised you? And what still is out there? I know I keep harping on the backup QB, but that's about the only thing I see outside of what they pick up in the draft.
5: Well, I think if you really look at it, uh, the Lions made a, a priority to bring back the players' their own players that are developing and keep them and not let them get away. I know there's you know, and there's one exception to that, and that's you know Jamal Williams, the running back. that you know, really a fan favorite. Look, I like Jamal a lot. I really did. He was, he was fun to talk with, and I, I like the way he played the game. But I don't think the Detroit Lions are, are probably going to miss him. I think getting David Montgomery... Uh, you know the running back from the Chicago Bears. I think I think that's an upgrade for the Lions. I really do. But that's one of the things that struck me is that they have a that they have their way of bringing in the players they want and keeping the players they want. And I think that's important. But if you've got something good going, you've got good, solid players who you know play play good ball, they play it the way you want them to play it. Don't let them go out and make their fortune somewhere else. Work work things out. So you have an environment and a system that, that wants them to come back. Now, look, if they can triple their income somewhere else, then they've got to go. That's just the way it is. But, but that has not been the case, at least of anything, but able to tell to date. Who's
1: going to be that backup quarterback? Are they going to go with a, a rookie? They draft somewhere uh, in you know the weekend of the NFL draft. Uh, I mentioned Minshew going to the Colts, Mariota, to the Eagles, there's still Teddy Bridgewater or Wentz out there. I really think they could use a veteran who's won some games to be the backup to golf. Your thoughts on the current Lions QB situation beyond golf?
0: Well,
5: this is just my opinion. This is not inside information or anything like that, but this is just my, my opinion just from you know watching what's going on now and what's happened in the league in the last three or four centuries that I've been covering the Detroit Lions. Imagine I'm still holding together after all those decades, but I think that's huge. I think you know, look. Everybody in, in national football, he gets access to the contracts that that, that, that you know, all the players have on all the teams. And if I'm the Detroit Lions, I'm, i I just I just sort of think that they've probably got their eye on three or four or five quarterbacks who might be, you know, when after the draft or whatever. Might be subject to being cut by their teams, and then and you can get them at a lower rate than what you would get them if you wouldn't try to sign them right now. Now, I could be completely wrong on that, but that wouldn't surprise me if they didn't have in mind guys who are going to be you know June first cuts or or you know, before the before the draft or right after the draft, depending on what teams get or don't get in, in the draft. And I think that'd be a I think that's a smart way to go. I think it's look at what it's not as good as having the guy you know right right this minute, but. You can get him at a lower price to do the same job.
1: Uh, well said. That they believe they'll be that veteran quarterback. That if he comes in by training camp, uh, he can learn the system. He'll have that training camp, and you keep golf healthy. And if needed, I I haven't thought about that, but I I will say it's interesting. And also with somebody that gets a young quarterback, where they got to move a quarterback uh, off their roster. Quarterbacks are really the topic of conversation. I saw. Uh, the draft wire, Jeff Risden said that C.J. Stroud has moved to the head of the pack. It's going to be interesting, speaking of QBs, and the value of that six pick. And again, Jalen Carter didn't work out well the other day. He is pretty much cleared of any more wrongdoing in leaving the scene of that accident. But there's a chance quarterbacks could go in the first four picks, depending on if somebody wants to jump up and trade with an Arizona or Seattle, who have three and five in front of the Lions.
5: Yeah, you know, and listen, Jalen Carter has taken a lot of feet in the last couple of weeks, and, and you can say rightfully so, wrongfully so, whatever, but he has, and it's not for no reason. It really is now, has he done anything horribly criminal? No, he's exercised bad judgment. Look, if every college senior who's, you know, out at, look, after winning two you know back-to-back national championships went out and celebrated and, and drove too fast, don't have any kids playing football. It's just the way, the way it is. But I think this uh, whatever issues he's had, they were not in the greatest shape for his pro day and all that, but his talent level is undeniable. And if you're a team that is in a position to draft him, and say so the Lions are at number six, and look, he's, he's been rated by a lot of good analysts, people you know, whose who's, who's stuff I follow regularly and respect their opinions. He's rated as the top-rated athlete in this draft. He really is, but the quarterbacks will go ahead of him, and and, and pass rusher from uh, 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 from another play will go ahead of him. But he might be there at six, and you just say, "Ah, we don't want him." Or how about this? You 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 draft him, sign him, and he's yours. And you resurrect him, and you look, you lead you lead the way with him. Say, look, kid. This is the way you can be rich, famous, and have a great life. Just tone it down, whatever. And you know what? It might might be the smartest thing you ever did, and it might be the best thing that ever happened to him in his life. That's just to me. Maybe that's you know, pie in the sky thinking that you can you know he can help anybody and everybody. But I think it, that if he's as good as people say he is, and he seems to be, I think it's worth a shot. Now he might be gone too before that could be the third pick in the draft, fourth pick in the draft. But if he's there, I'd think long and hard. I'd have that, that plan. I, they will. Don't, whatever they do, they'll have their plan. But I'd make sure that I didn't just say, no, nah, we're not taking him.
1: Michael dot DetroitLions.com, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, talking Lions off-season, free agency, upcoming uh, draft. Yeah, it, you get Will Anderson out of Alabama, you got Carter, you yep. got those four quarterbacks. So the question is, the Lions are picking six. If if all those quarterbacks are coveted in the top six, uh, they're going to have options at six. Now, especially after signing Sutton and Mosley, you have two corners. You have 18. What will be interesting as we're sitting here talking about a backup quarterback, that if – If there's a quarterback sitting there and someone doesn't trade up with Arizona or Seattle and they both don't need quarterbacks, they just gave Geno Smith a good deal. They re-signed Drew Locke. I doubt they're going to draft a quarterback at five. And there is one of those four quarterbacks sitting there. Would the Lions use that bonus pick from the Rams for their quarterback of the future?
5: Well, let me give you two answers, okay? It's not what I would do, number one. It's absolutely not what I would do. But I'm not sure that they. I'm not sure if they will or they won't. It wouldn't shock me if they if they drafted a quarterback. It would surprise me, but it, you know, it wouldn't just floor me though. That if, if they did, but I'd, I'd be I'd be more surprised if they did than I would be if they didn't. It's not what I would do, but I could understand the value of doing it.
1: Well, and I, I'm looking at the value of okay, down the road picks. I don't think they need them right sure. now. They need picks that can help them win. And if Will Anderson or Carter. Are there? That's a no-brainer. You take one of those two, either, either hands one. down.
5: Either one, yeah, either one. And you know you'd probably rather, you know, you'd probably rather have Willie Anderson. You know, doesn't have quite the you know, issues with him than you with, have with Carter. But like I said, and what I said about Carter. You know, if you're sort of resurrecting him, and you know he's he's your guy now, and you develop him as a you know as a young athlete and a, and a young man going forward in his life, you really got something. You really do, and I don't think he or his family or whatever would forget would you know forget what, what you've done for him at a young age.
1: Uh, speaking of not forget him, before we go, uh, they re-signed Badgley as their kicker, so that's a solid move. Where at least you know what you have going into the season.
5: Yeah, you do. You have him, but look—they always bring in extra kickers in, 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 in training camp and the offseason program. And who knows, maybe who they bring in might be better than him. You, you, you know, and, but it's—it's it's great to have him. And if they beat, if, if they bring in another quarterback and he beats them out, so much the better. You know, that's. But they started with a pretty good, pretty good kicker to begin with, like he had with Robbie Patterson a year ago, and look what he did with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. But Begley, I think, got better as the season went on, made a couple of big kicks for the Lions, and I think they can do a lot worse than him.
1: His name is Mike O'Hara. His business, following <laughs> the Lions and the NFL for DetroitLions.com. Michael, uh, from your days in print, uh, online with Lions.com, radio, TV shots you've done, uh, just tell me in your lifelong coverage of the Lions. When you look at ownership, front office, coaching staff, acquisition of talent, where they sit going into this draft, how they finished last year, uh, the Lions have put it all together. I'm telling you, they get the backup quarterback, whether it's you know now or after the release dates and after the draft. Uh, they are doing things, and this offseason is unlike any offseason I've ever experienced where... There are there are a few things to complain about, and that, that's pretty crazy when it comes to the lions.
5: Well, there's always something to complain about. Just turn on talk radio. Are <laughs> oh, you making yeah. fun of our show now? Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> oh. oh, but but hold on, hold on. I'm going to get get off the ledge, okay? Um, I just I think this, they're in a good position right now, and I think what you go back to nine, the teams from 1991 to 1997 and, and 99 when they made the you know playoffs six times in 9 years and won I think three division titles and so on that was the best run they've had in all the years I've covered the Detroit Lions and it started it started really before they drafted Barry in 1989 but it extended through his you know his 10 years there and a bunch of others like Chris Spielman and you know Lomas Brown and then go through the list of pro bowlers and all pros that they had closest thing they've had since then to it was was what, ten years ago in the first season under Jim Caldwell when they you know made the playoffs they were eleven and five and really really had the, the really had the Cowboys beat it was a couple of bad calls. But this, couple? but this they have a chance to be what they were you know, with the 20, 2014 team, I really believe that. Uh, quarterback development is right there. I think they're going to be good. You need one or two more players to really, you know, you it know, would be nice to have an endemic and sue in the middle of your defensive line. But they don't have that, but I think they're good enough. I, I think this is really a team that's been built for the long haul already. Look at all those young guys they've got right now. Oh,
1: I know, dude. I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm telling you, I did see a, a CowboysRefs.com that they're bringing – Back that refing crew and giving them <laughs> ceremonial cowboy hats for the nine year anniversary coming up. So that's pretty cool what they're doing. Well,
5: that's Dallas. good. For, and, and, and just one other thing too, they don't have any bad contracts right now. None. None uh, of those it's nice. almost perfect,
1: Michael. They yeah. get a, they get a veteran backup QB. I don't care if it's now <laughs> or if it's in May or June or uh, mid June. They just get a backup QB. And and they can't screw up this draft. There's going to be best available at six. Is going to be best available at eighteen. And that could go anywhere from edge rusher to a Quentin Johnson, a TCU as a big receiver. There's even talk now that there wasn't a market for DJ. He could be back at wide receiver, which then takes away uh, a draft weekend need. I, there you know, and you look at the upgrade with Montgomery. Nothing. I, Jamal saying he you know he they he was embarrassed by the offer, whatever. I don't want to hear any drama. Uh, Post Jamal, good luck in New Orleans, but I'm telling you, Montgomery is an upgrade on Jamal Williams.
5: No, I would I would agree with that. Uh, you know, if you look at his record and add it up, he averaged about 1,100 yards from the scrimmage for four years in uh, in Chicago, and, he, and he's still young.
1: He's only like 20. He's going to be 26.
5: Right? He doesn't have a lot of you know, not wear and tear and. You know, he's only missed six games. He's been a good good player for the bears, good receiver out of the backfield, not the fastest guy, but he has a knack for missing you know for missing tackles and and getting yards after the first hit and all that. And One thing he talked about he said playing behind that offensive line with three pro bowlers he said they have, they have, they have high expectations, and I have high expectations for myself.
1: I think Montgomery could be in uh, the running for league MVP behind that line, but we'll wait and see. They got to play the games. (laughs) Mike, stop laughing at me. I do a talk show. I'm I'm not a comedian.
5: Did you take a break? St. Patrick's Day break before? No, I'm totally um, (laughs) let
1: up on Green Bud Light. That's why you know Lions are winning the Super Bowl in the next five years. Are going to two Super Bowls? Uh, Montgomery will be MVP. Lions are probably going to be thirteen and four. Uh, this fall, home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and they're going to the Super Bowl, and they'll take on Burrow and the Bengals, or maybe it'll be Rodgers and the Jets in the Super Bowl. Mike, I got to get to a network timeout, and also I got to get to some more Green Bud Light. Okay,
5: <laughs> enjoy it, though.
1: All right, thank you, my man, Michael here DetroitLions. joining us on the Meyer guest side, and Meyer proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Lions.
0: Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net.
5: They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Nickelodeon Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri.
4: Spring is here, and that means only one thing for us Tigers fans. Baseball season is upon us, and opening day is just a few weeks away. Hi, this is Matt Shepard, here to tell you about an amazing offer from my friends at Soaring Eagle Casino. Soaring Eagle Casino, in conjunction with the Michigan Sports Network, is going to send one lucky winner and a guest to Tigers opening day. And if that's not enough, Eagle Sports and Casino is going to double down for you. How about two opening days? That's right, opening day home and away. You'll see the Tigers open the season against the Rays in sunny, warm Tampa, Florida, and then you'll be there for the Tigers' home opener in Detroit one week later. Plus, you'll be hosted by my friend Bill Simonson of The Huge Show, and you'll get to meet and greet yours truly. All you need to do is enter and text the word TIGERS to 21000. Enter the word TIGERS and text the number 21000, and you could be on your way to see the Tigers play in both the season and home openers. Opening day, home and away, presented by my friends at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Go get them. Play ball. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app. Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1500, plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play.
0: You're listening to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: We are back live across Michigan. Final segment, wrapping up another great week. Thank you, Superfly Hayes, the best executive producer in the radio business. I was just checking out some of the NCAA tournament scores. How about this? Iona, a 13 seed, leading UConn 39 37. That game is at halftime. It's a crazy tournament. It's nuts. Michigan State won earlier today, 72-62. They'll play Marquette on Sunday down in Columbus. Checking out some other games uh, in progress. Pittsburgh's destroying Iowa State 56-37. Yeah, bye-bye Final Four team there. Creighton leading by six over North Carolina State, 67-61. A little under two minutes left in that ball game. Those are some of the games in progress. Superfly, great job. Wonderful interviews, huge opinions this week. If you missed anything, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show, Google, Apple iHeart, Spotify, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show, and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Also get to add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. You'll see the pin post. If you want a shot at winning that home and away trip to watch the Tigers, both opening days, just go to thehugeshow.net.
0: Big. Bad. Huge.